Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today, I'm here with my sweet new friend Tatum, and she is a title holder with the Miss America organization and specifically with the Miss Oklahoma organization. And she is going to talk to us today about her CSI. So Tatum, if you want to give us a little short bio about yourself. I am Tatum Shelton. I currently am Miss Oklahoma State University, but I'll be giving that title up soon. And I'm competing for a new title for the 2024 season. I'm from a very small town actually called Little Oklahoma. Most people have never heard of it and completely don't blame you. Um, I currently reside in Stillwater and I go to Oklahoma State. Um, and I dance for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is super exciting. And our season's about to get started. I'm studying sports media here at OSU. I'm a junior and I'm filling all those junior vibes. I'm ready to wrap up college. But my hobbies, ugh, I don't really have a lot of hobbies. I've been trying to get into reading, but it's not going very well. Um, but mainly my hobbies are just dancing and sleeping, honestly. <laughs> Fair, fair. I love that. And for some reason, I never put together that you were Miss Oklahoma State University. That's where my brother goes. So I love really? the water. Yes. Yeah. And he just absolutely adores it. So um, so go Pokes. Yay. And then also Little Oklahoma. That's like the cutest little hometown name ever. Wow. Love that. I actually am a small town girl from Little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's in the name. I love it. <laughs> okay. So talk to us about your CSI. So what so it my is it? projects you're doing, volunteering, all the things. My community service initiative is called Combating Child Hunger. I started this because I grew up in such a small town and I went to a very tiny high school where food insecurity was seriously all around me. And so I only began competing in the Miss America organization two years ago. And so when it came down to like choosing a community service initiative, I was like, I want to do this because I've grown up around my entire life and I can advocate for people that I some of my best friends suffer from food insecurity. So I was like, I can advocate for them. One of my friends in particular being Patricia. Um, and so with that, I've been able to volunteer at the regional food bank in Oklahoma. And we've done a couple of things with the Miss Oklahoma organization. A group of us volunteered together, which was super exciting. Um, and then Stillwater, the equivalent of that is our daily bread. And I get to volunteer there weekly. Some other little fun projects is this summer, I got to partner with the Tulsa Police Department and I got to hand out backpacks to children that go in police officers' cars. And when they have an encounter with a child who is either homeless or suffering from food insecurity, they have like that bag of food and blankets and water bottles and those essentials that they don't typically have. Um, I also got to meet with uh, Representative Boatman and Senator Garvin about a house bill in Oklahoma last session that would have raised the income percentage that a family receives in order to get free and reduced lunches. Right now in Oklahoma, your income percentage has to be 125 or less. Um, and they were going to up that bill but to 250% and unfortunately did not get passed. But this next ses session, I'm going to go back and advocate for that bill. Um, and that's just a little bit of what I've done so far. Um, I've only been doing it for I guess this will be my third year with this community service initiative. And I feel like I'm just kind of like just hitting the ground running and I'm so excited for new and more opportunities that come my way. That's so awesome. I love that idea with the police officers. What a genius idea. That's amazing. I was like thinking about, um, Oh gosh, what is that show? It's like, um, 
that crime show where they like do specific cases and like half of them have to deal with kids and obviously like they're responding to a 911 call so I mean like even in that situation like that's so prevalent they're always seeing kids that are in need so that is genius I love that um so what initially got you interested in food security you said you grew up in a small town you said it was around you talk a little bit about like you're growing up what what it was like in your hometown what your interactions were with it so for me growing up I never suffered from food insecurity I was very blessed but being in a small town and I actually lived in a food desert so wow. a lot the grocery stores were 10, 20 minutes away. And a lot of the families in my hometown, unfortunately, some of them didn't have a car or some of them couldn't afford to pay for gas to be able to go drive to a grocery store. And so my school had the regional food bank of Oklahoma's backpack program. And so essentially that backpack goes home every weekend with a child and they have food for the weekend. Um, But before my school started having the backpack program, I saw my classmates go home and they did not have food on the weekend at all. And so they would come back on Monday and they'd be hungry because they didn't have food. And so that was kind of something that really inspired me because, again, I had the privilege of having food on my plate, but not every child does. And the more I began to, like, get deeper into my community service initiative and outreach to other schools around Oklahoma, I really started to see this is a huge issue in Oklahoma. I mean, the statistics are that one in five Oklahoma children suffer from food insecurity. And it just, like, completely blew my mind and I'm sure like with you like when you when you start to see stuff like that it inspires you to want to do more and it wants you to give back more and so especially in my county I grew up in Seminole County and it's a very like poverty driven part of the state so not only was it my school but it was like surrounding schools so now like going back and being a 20 year old and being able to like truly make an impact on the county that raised me is just really special to me I love that That's awesome. What is something that you wish people knew about hunger? Genuinely, I I think the issue is that people don't realize it's happening. Mm -hmm. Like when I met with Representative Boatman, he genuinely said to me, I've never seen a child who did not have food. And to me, that blows my mind because, like I said again, I grew up with it around me all the time. But it's the fact that there are people out there who don't understand that this is an issue. So being able to do to have programs and shed light to all of these organizations that are helping um, combat child hunger. But not only that, but I think it just needs to be talked about more. Like, why is it not talked about more? Why are people not more aware of this issue? Like, it is the most important issue because children are our future. And why are we not feeding them? Like, that just blows my mind. I'm like, how do people not know about this? Like, even my roommates, when I first began competing, it was my freshman year of college. And so they would ask me questions because my roommates didn't know anything about pageants. Um, And so I would tell them all of these facts and they were just like mind blown because they genuinely had no clue. So for me, just that. But also, I think I want people to understand that there are so many opportunities to get food. If you don't have that access to food, there's uh, your community markets, there's the regional food bank, there's school programs, pantry programs. There's so many organizations that are there for you to have food. So just education on where you go to the go and get these go to these organizations. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, I also want to hear a little bit more about what it was like to live in a food desert, because obviously, so I have a degree in nutrition. So we've done a lot of like I've had a, classes specifically centered around 
food deserts, but I've never actually met somebody who grew up in one or lived in one. So can you talk a little bit about um, maybe kind of explain what a food desert is, why it is so impactful, especially when it comes to hunger? So food desert is essentially an area of the state that doesn't have a grocery store that sells like whole foods, protein, like essential, like food items to help you grow. Um, And most of the time they're in rural areas, which is where I'm from, but they can also be in big cities. Um, It's very impactful because like I said, there are people who don't have cars. There are people who can't afford to pay for gas and can't drive 10, 20 minutes to go buy fruits, vegetables, protein. And also since they also can't afford to buy those essential um, foods that they need, they're also reaching for the bad items like oatmeal cream pies, which was my guilty pleasure. Um, (laughs) And so living in a food desert, it's you just don't have food. And it's like, where are you going to get it? You genuinely don't know where your next meal is coming from. But something that really helped where I grew up is that my grandparents actually were farmers. So they sold every um, fruit, fruit, vegetable, everything they made. They milked their cows. I helped them milk cows, eggs from the chickens. Like that was something that helped my community is that my grandparents had um, a farm and they sold all of the fruits and but like I said fruits and vegetables um to people in my community and it was like right there and they would like set up on the corner um like by my school so like on the way to school people could grab it and that was something that really helped um my community um but like in big cities they don't have that because even though you're in a city like I said the nearest grocery store is 20 minutes away like you you can't just like walk to a market and get like foods so it's just Food deserts are so important because you don't know where your next meal is coming from, essentially. Yeah, they really are the root cause, in my opinion, of hunger to begin with. Um, And it really has to do with social capital. I mean, like you were talking about, like so many kids, you know, obviously they know that they need food and they know where the grocery store is, but they just don't have any resources to help them actually get there. So that's so true. So thank you for sharing about your experience with that. Um. Okay, my next question kind of has to do with like the up and coming AI, all like the technology things. We were just talking about how we're both not technologically savvy. So (laughs) why do you think hunger is still a problem in our society despite, you know, the evolution with technology and all all the advancements that are happening? So in Oklahoma, the primary causes of food insecurity are unemployment, um, families being incarcerated and underemployment as well um, and poverty. And so when it comes to poverty and technology, I mean, are you going to have a phone if you can't afford to buy food? Probably not. So even though like regional food bank, Eastern food bank of all of these amazing organizations in Oklahoma do such a good job of advertising on social media. Unfortunately, some families don't have technology or a, a child, a five-year-old child who's suffering from food insecurity. They, probably don't have a cell phone so they're not able to look on the internet and see oh hey mom dad do you see this advertisement so with all of these developments of technologies it's so amazing but I think sometimes we need to go back to what worked in the past on getting news and information out there because I know a lot of people still read the newspaper I know a lot of people still read billboards I mean I drive to Oklahoma City for practice four times a week I read every billboard I think we should be advertising like we used to do in the past because I I think that like I said 
one of the main causes of food insecurity in Oklahoma is poverty, and you're not going to have a phone. So you have to go back to the very basics of advertising. Um, and another thing, like for schools, I think it's so important that we're sending like a, a newsletter home, educating families on um, one, how what your children should be consuming, because that's another issue is that um, at least in Oklahoma, obesity is like an, an all time high. And that's because food is expensive. So whenever you're going to the grocery store, you're buying the unhealthy snacks. So we should be educating families on what they should be feeding their child. We should also be educating them on all the opportunities there are um, to have um, food access, like the backpack program. Another thing that was really helpful for my school growing up is that we had gotten a grant um, from our state government to have what we called a third meal program. And it basically gave like a sack meal to go home with the child every single day. It was amazing. It was like cheese, fruit, like a sandwich, just like a little like sack lunch that you would think, but it was a third meal that they know that they would have every single day. And so I think that's another thing, excuse me, um, that would be really great for schools, um, And so I think educating schools too, and as a title holder, and I'm sure, you know, like going into schools, like, I think it's so essential to talk about this wide variety of things, because I think a lot of people just don't know about them. Yeah, it's so true. And I love that you bring up specifically the advertising part, because I mean, like you said, like, okay, great. We're posting on social media. Okay, great. We're posting at like community centers, but really those aren't necessarily places that people who are experiencing homelessness or experiencing poverty are going to guaranteed be at. So I just don't understand why we haven't started like across the U.S., you know, utilizing bus stops and utilizing those places that you know that people who are lacking resources are going to be. So, I mean, you're preaching the choir on that one. I totally agree with you. Um, okay, for our last question, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to someone interested in starting to advocate for food security? Can I just say do it? Like, just <laughs> do it. I mean, I seriously have never been so inspired by something in my life. And not only, like, does it make me want to get out there and work and help these children and help people that I grew up with, like people just like that I grew up with. But it also like inspires me in my everyday life to take things not for granted because I do, like I said, I'm privileged enough to have three meals a day. I'm privileged enough to get up in the morning, work out, have a happy, be in a good attitude because that's also a thing. If you don't have continuous access to food, you're not going to be in a great attitude. You're not going to be performing academically. So everything in my life now, I'm just like so grateful for. I'm like, I get to wake up every day. I know I'm going to go eat this. I know I'm going to have... a good attitude. I know I'm going to perform better academically. So not only just like do it, but just also don't, don't take the things that you do every single day for granted, because some people genuinely won't don't have the opportunities that you do. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what is it like shelter? There's like four shelter, something, something and food. I mean, like it's one of the things that you like you have to have in order to, um, live a healthy lifestyle. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with me. Um, obviously I love talking about food security and you clearly do too. So it's always fun to get to talk to a fellow advocate. So thank you so much, Tatum, for coming on and I will see you guys next time. Bye y'all. Bye.